0: This is Cruise Radio. Here we go, Kelly, over to you.
1: May she always have fair seas and following winds, and may God bless and protect all who sail on her. I officially name this ship Carnival Sunrise. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now officially aboard
0: the Carnival Sunrise.
2: Broadcasting in New York City. This is
3: Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to this week's episode of Cruise Radio, where we are aboard Carnival Sunrise. The ship just got christened by the brand new godmother, Kelly Arison. Of course, her mother, Madeline Arison, was the original godmother of Carnival Triumph, which, speaking of Carnival Triumph, the ship was launched in 1999. In 2018, Carnival said they're going to... Invest about $200 million and make it Carnival Sunrise. That they did, and now the ship is looking better than ever. Coming up on this week's show, we'll have Carnival's brand ambassador, John Heald, stop by. Also, the cruise director on board the Carnival Sunrise, the flying Scotsman. And Richard stops by to give his thoughts of the ship. Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford was here at the christening ceremony today, of course. Kathy Lee Gifford, spokesperson for Carnival Cruise Line for 20 years. She's also the godmother of Carnival Ecstasy and the former Carnival Sun- Celebration. So, with that said, we'll jump right to Kathy Lee Gifford and what she said today at the christening ceremony.
0: In 1987, I stood at the back of a theater, um, not too dissimilar to this, standing at the back as a bar waiter, and I watched this lady. And coming from England, I didn't really know who she was. But as I grew to watch what she was doing, I realized in awe that this lady was not only just famous, but she was so wonderful. And as we look back at those times when she did walk on our ships and say, if you could see me now, that thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people sat in their homes and thought, well, I want to be that person. I want to be on a fun ship cruise, eating all that food and choosing to do what we do. If they could see me now, And ladies and gentlemen, this lady really, really and truly was and remains the foundation of the fun that all of you uh, enjoy when you come on board a carnival ship. Um, I don't think it's wrong of me to say not only are we pleased to have her here, but we're also very pleased to simply say two words: welcome home. Ladies and gentlemen, please show your appreciation for the incomparable Kathy Lee, everybody)
4: Take it to the lectern before the applause stops but I'm getting old uh, gotta make it a little hitch in the get along uh, I am thank you John I am so delighted to be back home I have I spent 20 years of my life uh, singing and dancing and and drinking a lot of wine uh, and uh, sharing the news about about Carnival's fun uh, for the world who had never heard it before. We all knew we were part of something brand new that had never been tried before. And I was thrilled to be a part of it. I raised my children on these ships... Uh, uh, a carnival was uh, in my life before I met Regis Before I met Frank, before I had Cody You might say it was the man in my life for a long time Before And uh, my daughter Cass We have a million, million great memories But I'm just so grateful that I met the Arison family when I did I was uh, working at Good Morning America I was hardly a household name uh, I was in my own house. Actually, I wasn't even in my own house. A household name, but uh, I, my career was starting, and there. I love to tell the story. I won't tell the whole thing. One day, I'm going to write a book about it and get paid a lot of money to, <laughs> to not put it out by Mickey. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, oh, the stories we could tell. But. Um, No, I I was number five in line to get the job to be spokesperson for Carnival Cruise Line. And for various and sundry reasons, uh, all the other uh, lovely ladies and very talented ladies just either weren't able to do it or couldn't do it or put their breasts in cement in Bermuda. That's another story. Uh, And was was thought to not be a representative of a family uh, cruise line. Uh, Thank you, Kathy Lee Crosby. But anyway, she shall remain nameless. (laughs) Um, I, and I found myself all of a sudden out there and every single time we worked, we were on a ship with the passengers actually experiencing the carnival, uh, way of life, way of fun. And, and it was the first one, everybody remembers the, um, uh, if they could see me now, but the first one you re- m- might remember if they could see me now out on a fun ship cruise, remember <laughs> carnival's got the fun and, um, and I think you guys were on to something so early, which was because here, nobody really knows that when I came on board, it was the very first campaign uh, that had ever been done, national television campaign in the cruise industry. And I think was the budget, was it like $10 million or something? We were all terrified it's $10 million for the good old days. And... Um, and, and but the, I think there was only two percent of the whole country had ever been on a cruise before, so the whole um, per, uh, perception of cruising was of old people, you know, finally getting uh, retiring and nothing wrong with old people. I'm one of them now, uh, but but a lot of us don't want to sit under a blanket on the deck and watch, you know, the world go by. A lot of us want to still kick it up. We want Latin night. We want, to, we want to dance. We want to, we want to see the world still. And, and so the genius of Carnival was that they understood what people wanted innately and changed the whole conversation about what it means to go on a cruise. And they're still the leader in the whole world because of it, because they've basically taken over the whole world. And uh, I am honored to have my little place in history of having been the spokesperson uh, for 20 years for Carnival. When I came up with a a line of uh, very fine wines uh, a couple of years ago, I called Mickey. I said, Mickey, I've got some wine. I'd love you to see if we could maybe put it on the ships. He goes, well, send it over. If it's good, we will. I love that about him because I knew it was good and I knew that he would. So everybody's enjoying um, the carnival uh, on the, their carnival cruises. Uh, my wine, I'm grateful to that for that, Mickey, very very much. So, I'm delighted to come home every chance I'm invited. I'm so happy for Kelly. Uh, it's a great honor to be a godmother. It truly is, and your and your grandmother Lynn was before you, and your beautiful mom, and now you, and one day probably your daughter as well, too, God willing. Thank you for letting me be a part of the carnival experience all these years. I do feel like a family member. And I'm in, uh, delighted to invite up to the stage. And you know, Am I right, John? She's supposed to come up now, right? We're
0: going to do a video first, if that's okay, okay with you. Okay, then
4: somebody should have given me the memo. I'm sorry.
0: I was too busy putting my breast in cement, so I didn't get a chance <laughs> to do it.
4: Is that what that was? <laughs> well, well
0: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we should do a TV show. <laughs> No we're gonna we're gonna do a video first.
4: All right, then I'm gonna leave the stage so we can watch the video. Thank you, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: please show your appreciation for Kathy Lee. Thank you.
2: If you have an Amazon Alexa-enabled device, ask her to enable the Cruise Radio News Skill so you can get daily updates anytime, straight from Cruise Radio.
3: Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through cruisingexcursions.com. Why cruising excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So, whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market leading specialist cruisingexcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com.
4: If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Follow me.
3: Follow me. Another big day for Carnival Cruise
0: Line. Fabulous, wasn't it? Can I yep. tell you personally, to see Kathy Lee on board again was really weird because growing up at the company, she was like the... She was Carnival, right? And to see her here again has been really extraordinary and wonderful wonderful to see
3: so when you were like a bar server and you were walking around and kathy lee would come on board was like a really really big deal for the crew it was because you have to remember there was no internet right Mm
0: -hmm. um so we would all be put in a lounge and they would show like an old cine camera video of kathy so we all knew what she looked like and she really would do her commercials in the middle of a cruise now i will say that they everybody in the commercial was really good looking right (laughs) so it was really annoyed me because they go in the piano bar and everybody would be supermodel good looking there was no ugly guy like me with a ketchup
3: stain on his t-shirt it was just good looking people but she really was the foundation of fun Fast forward to 20 years, here we are on Carnival Sunrise, just transformed from Carnival Triumph. What are some of the changes that you're most excited about that you've seen so far?
0: Well, let me say straight away, I think the Lido deck is our best Lido in the fleet. Why? The decor, the spaces, the way it's designed, I I think it's fantastic. I also think we've got the best Red Frog pub. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's a huge space, and I don't know, just with the proper stage and the way the bar is set, I really love that, and the Lucky Bowl...
3: So good. Have you had some? I, so I sailed two weeks ago. Well, why are you asking me? I haven't had any yet. You what, can, what did you have? I had the um, Cantonese pork. Oh, I'm going
0: now. It's so good. Should we go? Because we've got one of these really posh lunches now with foie gras and all that
3: rubbish. I have two more questions to ask you. Oh, on, like, I know you're trying to push me out the door. Oh, as no, I want, I'm like hungry. As always. Um, so this is definitely a family ship. Yeah. And Carnival Cruise Line carries over 750,000 guests or yes. kids, rather, per year. What are some of the major highlights for families on this show? Well, I mean,
0: from where it was to what it is now with the water slide, the water park. I mean, the kids' screams and adult screams as well coming down those slides. And the space we've given to Circle C, Camp Ocean, Club O2. Uh, huge space, huge real estate for that. And, of course, um, I think uh, that we sometimes forget this with kids, but the shows are family-friendly, the main mm.
3: theater shows. And I think if you're 10, 11, 12 and upwards, you'd love the shows. Carnival Triumph had some really funky artwork and decor. What did you all do with that? Did you just like trash it? It's in my house because I brought this ship out as a cruise director. You know what? Sadly, a lot of it will just
0: be shoved in a warehouse. Um, I am reckon if we put some of it on eBay, it would make good money, don't
3: you? All right. Let's talk about butter. I'm just Thanks kidding. for watching. <laughs> Bye. John, it's good seeing you, my friend. See you, buddy. Let's, can can you get a picture real quick? Okay.
2: This is Cruise Radio.
3: We're hanging out with the cruise director on board Carnival Sunrise, Chris Williams, better known as the Flying Scotsman. Welcome to the show, man. Nah, Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Yeah, so give
2: us a little background about yourself. Uh, Obviously, not from the U.S. (laughs) Yes. Um, I've been with the company now for uh, about eight and a half years. Um, I started off as an old school, uh, when it was the old school Vegas style shows, I was a singer. Okay. So I did that for about a year and a half. Uh, and then I was a playlist performer, so I was one of the singers and dancers in all the shows. Uh, my wife was a dancer, so I was a singer, so we worked together for five years, doing all the shows. And I've now been, uh, she retired, and I've been a cruise director now for coming up to three years in July this year. I had no clue you were a playlist performer. Yeah, playlist performer, five years. I did all the shows. I was the piano man in 88 Keys, I was the main guy in Epic Rock... You know, I was Benny from the Brits. I did Latin Nights, you know, Heart of Soul. I did all the shows. And I had a lot of fun, but I was coming, you know, my wife was coming towards the end. And I was kind of like getting a bit like stale. I was like, I need to do something different. And Before I joined Carnival, I was a cruise director with a European company called Thompson. Okay. And with that, it's a lot more performance based. Mm-hmm. So you're still singing and dancing, but you're, you're cruise directing as well. So uh, that was the whole idea. When they, they asked me to be a cruise director, they wanted to bring that old school element back of the song and dance man, you know, party guy, and doing all the other stuff as well. So it was a no brainer, and it's been the the best decision ever made.
3: Was it a big transition going from the playlist side to the onboard entertainment
2: cruise director side? Yeah, it's a massive difference because of the time. You know, as a playlist performer, you are working, I would say in a whole entire cruise, about 21, 22 hours. So you do about 22 hours in a seven day cruise. As a cruise director, you're 13, 14 hours a day. So that's seven days a week, no days off full-on but in all fairness for me it's the job satisfaction it's the idea of getting to perform on stage i do my own one-man show i sing and i dance and then i actually get to be with the guests first thing in the morning as they get off the ship and then be the first one they see as they come back on as well so it's 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 a really nice kind of mix and a next blend
3: so as cruise director you seem to feed off the energy level from the guests on board do uh, different
2: itineraries draw different energy levels? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, for instance, if you're on a seven-day cruise, it it usually takes them about two days to kind of get to the level that you want to have them for the week. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's a shorter cruise, like six and less, they are ready from day one. So the moment they step on board, you have to make sure that your energy levels match them from the word go, so it's it's all high energy, and that's the biggest thing about myself, you know, making sure that I never ever waver, I have to give 100% every single time. And speaking of energy levels,
3: we just got out of the love and marriage show, <laughs> and I think the couple was, what, was it 65 years? Yeah,
2: 65. That's insane. It's, it's crazy, like, I've had such couples that are, you know, married for a long time and really, really unbelievable, but... You know, this week's was really nice. You know, 65 years and some of the things that they say would actually (laughs) blow your mind. It's, It's ridiculous. But that's what makes cruising so much fun. That's what makes it great. What are some of the major differences
3: between Carnival Triumph and the brand new Carnival Sunrise?
2: Well, of course, we've got the new new spaces. Like, for instance, we've got the, the ropes course all the way at the top of the ship, which is a brand new thing that's been added in, when we were in Spain. So we've now got the sports course, which is really good for families and, you know, climbing and all that good stuff. Then you've got the added extras of the restaurants. So we have Cucina del Capitano, which is the New York family style dining, uh, Italian family style dining, which is really nice. Uh, we've now got the new updated um, Fahrenheit. 555 steakhouse which is amazing so it's 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 all that it's you know all the extras is unbelievable
3: yeah speaking of the ropes course we had a chance to do that earlier today and that's a lot cooler than i thought it was going to be yeah you're out there in the middle of the ocean looking down like what 120 feet or something above the ocean it's crazy there's
2: that plank that goes over the side over the the side and that's another added extra that we have here and a lot of the ships don't have that so that was a really nice added extra which i liked really good what are some of your favorite spots on sunrise for me, it's, I love the Lido, the Lido Marketplace, all that stuff's really nice as well. But I think the Red Frog Pub's probably my favorite venue on the ship, because it's the biggest in the fleet, yeah, it's- so it's just got a really nice feel to it. Why should someone choose to cruise Carnival Sunrise? Well, it's different, you know, it, it, we want to offer something different with the entertainment programming, things that we offer different, of course, with, um, you know, with the venues and the way that we have it. But it's the itineraries as well. We're so changed over the next, you know, few months. We're not the different, you know, like the same old Freeport, Nassau. We change it up by doing journey's cruises, mm-hmm. you know, on five and six days. Then we go to New York. And so there's a lot of kind of nice variety there.
3: Your phone is blowing up, man, so I'm going to let you hop here. Been talking with Chris, the flying Scotsman aboard Carnival Sunrise. Thank you, man. I appreciate Pleasure, it. Pleasure, man.
2: Honestly, guys, thank you so much. Really, really nice. Thank you, man. I thank you, guys. It. Thanks thank for taking you. the time. Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. I'm here
3: with writer Richard Sims. So, what do you think of Sunrise so far, man? Really loved it. Really loved it. Looking forward to actually getting a chance to sail on it and uh, experience it a little bit more than I was able to today. We sailed Sunshine out of Manhattan in 2016. What major design differences have you seen from Sunshine to Sunrise? It's it's a very similar vibe um, and, and in many ways alike. The biggest is,
1: of course, the Serenity Deck. Um, the Serenity Deck on Sunshine is very well known for having that waterfall and being three decks here. It's Two decks, um, and it's actually toward the front of the ship, which is a nice, a nice design thing. I thought that the area, what would be Ocean Plaza on a lot of other ships, including Sunshine, here it's more of an entertainment venue where you've got the piano bar, you've got a really nice big space for uh, the Red Frog Pub. I actually was able to sit and listen to a fantastic uh, singer-guitar player there, and it's nice. If you don't want to be in the pub, there's that big open space outside of the pub where you can still hear the music, but you're not in quite as much of the madness of the pub. The piano bar is enclosed, you've got the alchemy bar, Bar, Alchemy bar there.
3: It's just, it's, it seems to flow really nicely. And then you have the, the walkway that kind of winds through there. And then on one side, would you say that's like an extension of the Alchemy Bar on that one side? And then the other side is basically the outer Red Frog Pub? Definitely,
1: definitely. The Even furniture-wise, you can see sort of a subtle design shift from the one side where the Alchemy Bar is, is a little browner like the Woods of the Alchemy Bar, where you, when you cross over to the other side of the promenade, you're getting into more colors, um, you know, oranges that are more familiar to um, the decor of the Red Frog Pub. And the other nice thing about that um, winding promenade is it also wind, winds right through the middle of the casino, and it has the effect of making the casino seem um, bigger, and it, you don't feel like it's going to be as crowded because you've got a lot of casinos they take up as much space as they possibly can with the machines here you actually have um, that that nice meandering space in the middle that gives you a little breathing room
3: yeah Back to the Serenity area for a second. One thing I like about this ship where the newer designed Carnival ships like Carnival Vista, Carnival Horizon, upcoming panorama, the Serenity is at the very, very front of the ship. So it could be a windstorm up there, like on a windy day out in the Caribbean, whereas this one, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but it's kind of back a little bit, maybe back 60 feet or so. So you're not right there at the front. And I can attest being out there on a sea day when it was a little bit windy, sailing off of norfolk down to the bahamas it's a little less crazier does that make sense what i'm trying to say
1: Uh, yeah it's it's crazy how much just that 60 feet or so can make a huge difference um i've experienced the same thing on some of norwegian ships where they have an area um, whether it's an adult area or a uh, open public area that's at the front of the ship and you're right you get just nailed with the wind by moving it back just a little bit and using some of those wind guards and and even some of the, if you notice, some of the daybeds and things have, um, they have sort of like partial shelter around them. Mm -hmm. And it really, all of those things contribute to make it um, much less windy, a much, um, I think it'll be a much calmer environment as far as the uh,
3: weather is concerned. I love the covering over the day beds and the clamshells because I'm good for maybe 10 minutes in the sun and then I'm done. So I love that. The only problem is getting there and getting a seat, right? Because everyone, that's like prime real estate in Serenity.
1: I noticed it not only there, but also at the aft pool. A lot of seating at the aft pool is under sort of an overhang, like back by the tides bar. So there's plenty of space. If you want to sit out the sun, great. There's plenty of space. But there's also a lot of um, space in shade. And I'm the same way. I'm not really... I love being by the water. I love being by the pool. But I don't necessarily want to bake in the sun. So mm-hmm. I think I think the more you can give that option, the better.
3: What were your thoughts of the new design of the main theater? So it went from the whatever the theater was called on Carnival Triumph, where it was three decks. They took it down to two decks, and it kind of reduced the capacity. On Carnival Triumph, it held 1,500 people. Now I think it holds 1,100. We were there for the christening ceremony, so what did you think of that space?
1: I liked the space. It's a little hard to tell because when we were there today, it was not by any means a full house. It was, you know, not even a third full. Um, I think it's going to have a different feel when it's completely full. I, I also think uh, this is the first theater I've ever been in on a ship where on the main floor, the seats are actually, you know, like, like they're individual seats, like like dining room table seats. They're
3: not bolted down. They're not connected. I found that really odd. I have never seen that in a theater before. And I think part of that was because I think the original concept of that was to put... Like liquid lounge making it a nightclub after the show take those chairs back you have a little dance floor there but it's a noise issue because you have cabins now on deck three basically right underneath you
1: yeah it just it's a confusing design element i mean it could work for them as far as some of the shows Um, for example on horizon and vista where when they do um uh, celestial strings they need that extra space because the actors really come out in the theater and they're they're getting involved with you and they're and they're kind of uh, uh, right there in your face. And maybe some of the shows I haven't seen the shows I haven't seen Soul Man, which is they gave us an example of at the ceremony today. Maybe some of those shows will involve that will involve um, you know the, the and they'll they'll want to have that ability to shift the theater around a little bit.
3: I enjoy the musicians in the main atrium, the violin players and the, you know kind of a modern take on some classic songs. I guess you would say. What do you think about that, uh, the, that entertainment in that space in the atrium?
1: I love that form of entertainment. First of all, I've seen it on several carnival ships and I absolutely love it. I think it's just, it's a crowd pleaser. It's, it's interesting because they do modern songs, but they are playing, you know, classical instruments. And so I think even if, it, even if you have like grandma sitting there with you, she's not going to be annoyed by the modern music because it's got sort of a classic sound. They also had a DJ later in the day in there. Um, they make a really good use of that as not only a gathering place and a people watching place and a bar, but also an entertainment space. And and I think I think they do that I think Carnival does that really well. I think they, they know they they really make the most of their atrium space and that was a great example of it.
3: Out of all the bars added or revised or refurbished during this sixty day refurbishment, which one like calls your name? Which one do you think you could picture yourself sitting at the whole cruise? probably the tides bar
1: um, I really I like the fact that it's um, it's at, it's at the back of the ship it's got great ocean views you can be drinking while you're it, it reminds me a lot of um, on the Norwegian gym they have a bar called the Great Outdoors bar very similar and I spend a lot of time there so I see that also of course on any carnival ship the alchemy bar calls me it's just that's that's my home I can't drink many because they're very strong but I always have to stop in and, and hang out with the
3: mixologists. So we've talked about a lot of the good on Carnival Sunrise, but I want to get your opinion first before I even say anything. Dave, have you noticed or did you notice any congestion points? One in particular, um, and that is when you're coming
1: off the Lido deck and uh, you're heading— heading into the buffet right where Guy's Burger Joint and the uh, Blue Iguana are it's when everyone is trying to eat it is really crowded and interestingly part of it has to do with what seems like a bad design flaw in that there's a very narrow passageway to one side of Guy's Burger Joint that you kind of on the one part you've got people lining up for guys but you also have people who are trying to go into the buffet and it just creates a really big crowd I also thought the buffet um, you know there are two different kinds of buffets generally there's the ones that are sort of a cafeteria line format and then there are ones that are more stations this one is more of a line format and it definitely got crowded you know like there were people um, lined up (laughs) around the block as they say um, waiting to sort of go up to where the buffet starts and you don't get that opportunity to sort of jump around. You sort of have to work your way through the whole line.
3: So that I didn't love that particularly. Mm -hmm. Is that the green boat you went on right there? That is. Okay. (laughs) That is. That looks, it was, do they go fast? It goes really
1: fast, and it goes in a circle, and then the, uh, the, 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 you, you go back into your own wake, so you're,
3: you're getting wet oh. and splashing. It's a blast. How far out does it go, like under the Verrazano? Uh
1: It goes, no, we didn't go under the Verrazano, but we went out, and we went around the Statue of Liberty, um, raced around a bunch, and then came back. It was probably about a half hour, 45 minutes, something like that. It was super cool.
3: And for the listeners who are wondering what we're talking about, we're sitting uh, in New York Harbor right now. So (laughs) we're watching boats go by and uh, all that fun stuff. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here in just a couple of minutes. I guess we're both sailing on Sunrise here in like two or three months. What are you most excited about?
1: 129 days, I think. Not that I'm counting. Um, I'm actually really excited to see how the ship feels uh, over the course of a week the closest the only carnival ship i've really done is carnival sunshine her sister ship and i really loved it there were you know there's a couple weird design things about it but overall i really loved it and this one from what little experience i had felt the same i love the entertainment area i love the alchemy bar and the the red frog pub and all that um so i'm really interested to see and it'll also be interesting to see The sailing that we're doing is not a Caribbean sailing. It's going north. And there's a big difference between how a ship handles when it goes to the Caribbean, where you're outside a lot of the time, and when it goes north, where there's a good chance in September, uh, late September, which is when we're doing it, that you're going to have some bad weather. And that means you're probably going to um, be inside more. And that can cause more internal congestion. So it'll be kind of cool to see how the ship handles that.
3: New York City sail away. You can't beat it. Best in the world
1: can't beat it it's just even just being down here and watching uh as the ship went past we're down in we're down in lower manhattan so we got to watch it sail toward the uh, verrazano bridge and toward the statue of liberty and even just watching it it's just beautiful you just took some great pictures which will be posted and it's it's
3: got to be certainly in the united states it's got to be the most iconic sail away yeah without a doubt Um, Yeah, we're actually sitting at Hyatt at Exchange Place, so it's right across from the World Trade Center. So if you ever want to get like an iconic shot of your favorite ship sailing out of Manhattan, come across the river, take the path, take some photos. Because, yeah, you can't get a better shot than the Freedom Tower in the background.
1: I've lived here 20, 25 years, and I've never done this. And, yeah, super impressed, super impressed. I'm really
3: glad we came down here. Richard, thanks for stopping by, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me as always. All right. That'll do it for this week's bonus episode of Cruise Radio live in New York City aboard the Carnival Sunrise for the christening ceremony. If you'd like to catch any of the coverage, you know, the christening articles, uh, anything about Carnival Sunrise or the videos we did, we did a deck by deck tour that could be found at cruiseradio.net or the Cruise Radio YouTube channel. A big thank you to Carnival Cruise Line for lining all these interviews up. John Heald, Chris the Flying Scotsman, who's the cruise director. And, of course, Richard, a big help throughout the day. A lot of new spaces added on this ship. So we're talking about, you know, new food spaces, new drink spaces, the Cloud9 Spa, the thermal suites, Serenity, uh, new entertainment. That is all fully outlined at cruiseradio.net. Also, some christening photos on the Cruise Radio News Facebook group and on Twitter and Instagram. Have a happy Memorial Day weekend. We'll talk to you soon. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance?
2: Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.
1: Hey, Houston. cons prices are invincible.